0: Hello, everyone. This is Kim Langley, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much for joining me once again today. I also want to put a thank you out to my sponsor, Michelle O'Neill, Mastering Your Monday LLC. Michelle is a published author, speaker, and lifestyle balance coach who's been creating and developing her signature MAT technique for over 28 years. She helps others create balance and curate their life flow for success in their lives without sacrifice, and she can help you master every day like it's your Monday. You can give her a shout out or check her information out at her website at masteringyourmonday.com. Now grab your favorite cup of coffee, folks. Sit back, relax, and let's get on with the show. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Let Fear Bounce. This is your host, Kim Langling. Thank you so much for joining me once again. Today, I want to welcome in Kyle Tolsman. Am I pronouncing your last name correctly?
1: You've got it Tollsman.
0: Tollsman. All right, Kyle Tolsman. He is a teacher, entrepreneur, speaker, lacrosse coach, podcaster, and writer. His mission is to help as many people and organizations understand and believe that average mindset and actions lead to average lives and organizations. Now, that's a powerful statement right there and I I like it. I like it a lot. So Kyle, welcome, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. You've got a lot of stuff going on. You're a busy guy. You're a teacher, entrepreneur, speaker, lacrosse coach, podcaster, and writer. So, which is your favorite?
1: Oh, my goodness, <laughs> I, I can't I can't pick I, I can't really pick like what my favorite activity is. I'll tell you this is that I've got to have a lot going on. I have to have a lot of different ways to use my creativity. So some days teaching's my favorite. Some days coaching's my favorite. Some days, I don't want to do any of that. And I just want to look at like dream homes on the side of the road. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place and and, but everything kind of comes back. Like uh, my life is pretty centered on helping others succeed, whether it's in the classroom on the field, whether I'm giving out value on my podcast, whether I'm speaking, whether I'm writing, it all comes back to this need to share Kind of what I've been through, and if I can just help that one person that's struggling and resonates with my story and what I did, like my, my day's complete. And so I I do so many things because I never know which activity and which person in which area needs my help. And so it's been an amazing journey and. Uh, like I said, I can't do one thing. I, I get bored, Kim, and I have to move on to the next. I can only sit in a classroom for so long. And if I'm on the lacrosse field for too long, I start getting a little surly, a little, little edgy. So, you know, then I have to go home and, and work on some writing and those types of things. So, oddly enough, it balances me out and actually creates less stress because I'm able to switch and put on these different hats uh, when I'm feeling the energy or when I'm not feeling energy for for certain tasks or certain jobs.
0: You know, that resonates with me a lot because I'm the same. I am the same. I like to keep busy. So I have a lot of different hats that I wear. If I weren't doing that, I, I don't know what I'd be doing because... I I can't picture myself not being busy. I'm not one that can sit for very long periods of time. And I too, everything I do revolves around helping people or tossing those nuggets of goodness out there, you know, and all the different platforms like you just mentioned, they all have their potential to reach A different group of people. And so that just spreads the net wider, you know, and gives you a better opportunity to help someone in some way. So I completely resonate with that. So you you are a lacrosse coach and have been for quite some time. Share a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, my my journey into the lacrosse world, I was in eighth grade. And I think I stopped playing baseball, maybe in sixth grade or something like that. And and some of my friends were playing lacrosse. I never really had heard about it. I played hockey, I understood hockey, and I kind of had seen lacrosse play. But I didn't really know at that time at 14 years old that the sport would change my life. I didn't know that the sport would, would give more back to me than I gave to it over the years. And so I started out and I played in eighth grade. And then ninth grade, we didn't have many People playing lacrosse. There's only 20 people total in the high school playing lacrosse. So, my freshman year, I was starting on the varsity team. And then wow. my sophomore year, junior year, senior year. And then I eventually played lacrosse at the University of Oregon. And while I was at the University of Oregon, I started coaching at 18 years old at a local high school. That's kind of What set me on my path of coaching and teaching and writing and speaking and and coming up with the mantra of being against all average was all because of the sport of lacrosse. Now I have a company that I've run for eight years called Awestruck Lacrosse, and we offer clinics and professional development for coaches, camps, tournaments, you name it. And it's funny some of the kids that i teach i coach some of the kids that i teach i play against some of the kids that i teach and i coach are on different teams and then those teams come to my tournaments and then sometimes i have younger brothers and sisters of the lacrosse players or of the kids that i taught now i have their younger brothers so it, it looks like i do all these different things kim and it looks all discombobulated like if you looked on it uh, if you looked at it on paper be like, holy moly, what goes on in this guy's head? Like, well, th- th- this is so sporadic. But to me, it's all interwoven and interconnected. And and one thought I want to leave before the next question on that is you got to be really careful about burning bridges. You have to be very careful about who you are, how you represent yourself, especially in the smaller towns. Like our city is now 100,000 people. But it still operates as a small town like it was years ago. And I think it's extremely important to continue putting your best foot forward, continuing to put your foot in your mouth sometimes when you're trying to voice something or you're frustrated or or your emotions get to be too great. Because everything is interwoven and I do business with the same people that I've known since I was in eighth grade. Playing lacrosse. When I was 14 years old, I was making a brand for myself, and that is just mind blowing to me now. To look back and and think, holy moly, I had no idea about business. I had no idea about branding. I had n- nothing, but it all went back on my values and the value system that I was brought up with. As Kyle's a good person. If he's a good person, he's going to be a good business person. He's going to be ethical. He's going to treat me right. So, man, Kim, I could talk about lacrosse for, for hours, but the, the sports absolutely changed my life, changed my trajectory. I probably wouldn't be a teacher. Uh, I probably wouldn't have ran my own business. I probably wouldn't have had a podcast. I probably wouldn't uh, speak, write, etc. I wouldn't have that confidence. Lacrosse gave me so much, and I just try a little bit each and every day to give myself back to the sport.
0: And I think, well, I firmly believe that playing sports when you're younger, because I, I too, I started in sports when I was eight years old, um, softball. And when I could, I was in, involved in any of the sports that girls were allowed to play in at that time through middle school and high school. I think that forms forms a young person so much in how they carry themselves, how they see themselves working as a team you know, having respect and doing your best, putting forth 110%. I think that has so much to do with molding someone as they grow up. And looking back, I too can see the path that playing on sports and being competitive, wanting to do my best has carried on into, you know, as I grew up and, you know, now I'm in my fifties and I still carry, still carry a lot, if not all of those, those, uh, those little nuggets that I, that I gathered along the path. Um, so I think sports is great for kids, period, no matter what it, it, it'll teach you. There's just, for, for they're invaluable lessons that you learn. I think.
1: For each kid, it's different, Kim. Yep. Like so, some kids need confidence. Some kids need just balance and athleticism. And like, they just need it for the overall physical attributes. Some need it for the mental health attributes of it. So I I love sports, because the sport usually gives you back exactly what you're missing or what you need.
0: Right. And structure, structure is another one that it that it gives a lot of kids that might not have that elsewhere. Yeah, I, I, I agree with with all of the above. So you had you've got your podcast. It's called Against All Average. Which I absolutely love that name, and I was I was uh honored to be a guest on your podcast. It was great fun. I loved it. <laughs> so how did you come up with the name Against All Average?
1: I think the the Against All Average name, like coming up with the name, it, it came from within. It came from the mantra of hey, like I despise, I despise average things. Just, just in general, I'll give you an example. If someone wakes up every single morning and hates their job, like I despise it. Like I, 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 I can't understand it. I don't wanna be it, etc. cetera. And the same thing with your health like i'm working to become against all average in my health i'm working to become against all average in everything that i do and it's a process it's, it's not a goal that you obtain and then you're just you're just against all average your whole life it's it's something that you work for each and every day and so when i think about against all average it's 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 being present in the world and trying to figure out how can i give more of myself to this world than i'm taking how can i live a life where I make other people's lives better. The listeners need to think about this. Have you lived a day where you know in your heart that you made somebody else's life better? Was it a simple hug? Was it, uh, did you rake your neighbor's leaves? That's against all average. People think that they need need huge houses to be happy and all these materialistic things. You wanna be happy? go sweep for your neighbor, go, go rake their leaves. Like I I have neighbors across the street. They're probably in their eighties, maybe uh, early eighties, late seventies. I see leaves. I rake them. That's being against all average. There's somebody on the side of the road that needs gas. I stop. That's being against all average. Somebody needs a push in the snow or a pole or a toe in the snow. Like I stop. that's being against all average. And that's what leads to fulfillment fulfillment is is derived from going towards your purpose and what i said before my purpose is just to help people and people complicate like my purpose is like this three paragraph long essay four paragraph like it doesn't have to be your purpose can be simple your purpose can be to make sure that your kids grow up to be respectful young adults you you know you can have a multi a multi-layered purpose for you and for your life and I think we get all mixed up and we make everything so complicated and we get anxious looking into the future of what is it going to look like when I run my first event like what is it going to look like when I write my first book what is it going to look Instead, it's being grateful for what you're doing each and every day for others. And the things that you're doing in the future, they'll be for others as well. You know, if you're around because we we don't know, we don't know our last day here, just trying to make better for myself. And I fail every single day. (laughs) I I, I feel we we all do. We all all do, right? I I fail over and over at living this way. But I just want to make sure that this world is a better place for others because I lived in it.
0: I resonate with absolutely everything you're talking about. Um, Like you had mentioned, you want to make an impact on somebody. And it could be simply smiling at a stranger because you have no idea what is going on in someone else's world at that moment. And that smile might just be what keeps them going for that day. Sometimes it's very hard to get through a day. Again, we don't know what people are going through. Myself, the other day, I was in the grocery store. I'd already got my stuff and I'm bagging it up. I was at Aldi's and I'm bagging up my stuff. And I had this incredibly strong that told me, you need to go back and talk to the cashier. And I just literally stopped bagging my groceries and it came again. You need to go talk to the cashier. So I walked up to the cashier and I'm literally standing there staring at her. And she's staring at me like, what are you doing woman? <laughs> <laughs> and beside me that are, you know, they're in line with hand They actually had their money in their hand were two elderly ladies, one very elderly in her nineties, it turns out. And the other one's probably seventies, mid to late seventies. So I'm standing there and I kind of turn and glance at them. And I look back at that cashier. And I said, I do believe that I am supposed to pay for their groceries. I don't know these ladies, but I need to pay for their groceries. She just went, Oh my goodness. Oh, this is so amazing. Are you sure? And I went, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm supposed to be doing this right now. And uh, so I literally, you know, know, she rang up the ladies and the the, the ladies, they didn't know. They couldn't hear what we were talking about. And so she rang up the first um, ladies and I literally just put myself in between them, swiped my card and the older lady, the one in her 90s, no, 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 no. What are you doing? No, no, no. And I turned and looked at her and I said, I have had such a strong, strong nudge. Pretty sure it's from God and I'm not going to argue with him. And she's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. So she starts crying. She gives me the sweetest hug and starts crying. I'm almost in tears. So I turned back and the other lady that's with her, the younger one, but in her 70s, she said that was just so sweet. You know, and God bless her. She's in her 90s. And that was just the sweetest thing. And I looked at her, I said, No, I have to take care of yours too. And she goes, No, absolutely not. You will not be doing this. I went, Well, like I just told her, um, if you want to argue with God, you can. But whenever I try, I lose. And I'm pretty sure he's telling me to pay for both of your groceries. And she goes, She kind of grins and goes, Okay, let's not argue with God. You know, <laughs> and she gave right. me a big hug and started crying. And so, you know, they're both crying, I'm near tears. The line had gotten long by that time because of course I was holding it up. <laughs> and I got, you know, got my stuff. Those two ladies went on their way. I got my stuff and I came home and I sat on my back porch and my heart was just overflowing. Overflowing. And, you know, I said, okay, I, I don't know why it was chosen at that moment at that time. Whether it was those ladies actually needed that, or maybe it was someone in line needed to witness that. We have no idea the impact that our actions can have, especially when they are done with an open and pure heart, you know, and with, that's heartfelt sincerity and, you know, humanity, being kind. We have no idea the impact that that can have. So I don't know what that was all about, but I felt very strongly that I needed to do it, so I did it. And it very well could have impacted just someone who was standing in line, three or four people behind us. I have no idea. But I always follow, I follow, now I do. Didn't used to. But now I, I, I follow those nudges, even if I feel uncomfortable. Do You ever find yourself in a spot where you're like, all right, I have to do this, and you do feel uncomfortable? Do you find yourself having to step outside your comfort zone to do something because you feel so strongly? you need to do it for someone.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that resonates with that story, Kim, is that when you give without expectation, the world starts working for you. When you truly give either of yourself, it doesn't have to be financial, Right. You don't have to. You don't have to be a millionaire to buy somebody's twenty dollars groceries. You don't have to be super wealthy to to make a difference. It didn't cost me any money to grab the neighbor's rake and rake their yard. Right? It, it was time, my most valuable asset that I gave, and, and I felt really good about that. For me, kind of getting getting to the kind of topic of the show and the let the fear bounce part. Sometimes I have to get out of my comfort zone to do everything that I'm involved in. My comfort zone is the freaking recliner, (laughs) Kim. You you know, like people hear me, like people hear me or they see me or if you see me coach, I'm extremely animated. If you see me at home, there's no animation. It looks like this. Just right, like it's just plain faced. I'm just chilling. Don't wreck my my. Don't ruin my chi. I've got a good flow here. Like my, I'm imprinted into my couch, and so every single thing. And one of my big, I wouldn't even say it fears. One thing that causes me extreme unrest is public speaking. And you would think teacher, coach, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, speaker. Right? You would think that the, the way that I'm able to articulate my words and everything, you would think that I'm extremely calm right now. You would think that I could go to sleep in a second. However, you know, before every time I jump on the microphone, every time before I jump on a stage, you don't want to talk to me because I'm not, I'm so screwed up. Like I'm so, I'm so wound up. You can't even talk to me. I cannot have a clear conversation please just tell me where the hell my cell phone is and my computer is because I'm so overwhelmed. Like I can't find that stuff. Do I have a shirt on? Do I have pants on? I don't even know. Like it's so, I I think when we're called to give and we have this simple purpose and simple philosophy of it to make the world better because you're in it, you have to take that fear that anxiety, if you want to label it as such, you have to take those emotions and understand whether you're religious or not, that is power coming through you to deliver your message.
0: I was just going to say, you have to take all of that.
1: And it's tough
0: because it's a ball (laughs) of power. It is. There's a lot of power in that, but you've got to turn it the right way.
1: You know, absolutely. And, you know, you, my neck and my face will be all red. My hands are sweating. I'm pitting out. It's just like, let's go, you know, like, <laughs> I, I'm. you know, I, I'm, I'm ready to like, if anybody wanted to alley fight me, if anybody wanted an alley fight right there, like right before I'm going to talk to somebody like, don't mess with me. I have the adrenaline going. I have all that power coming through me for me. It is so much energy. It is fight or flight related. I'm either I mean, going I mean, I on that. I
0: understand that. My gosh, it's like you're the male version of me. I mean, no. like, <laughs> seriously, I get that. I get the same way for a lot of things. And I get so edgy and people are always like, wow, you're just so full of energy. And you're so like, right. blah, blah. I'm like, you have no idea what's going on in my head right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You You know why I'm so energetic? I'm scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I think when when we but here's the thing, Kim. When we're when we have something bigger than ourselves, when we create a company or we're in a classroom or for me on the field, my emo, like I'm sorry, but my emotions don't matter that much. How I feel doesn't matter that much when I step out on there. Why? Because my purpose is to help the people that I'm delivering the message to. Right. And so. I, I fight that battle, and some days are, some days are worse than others. Sometimes I wake up with extreme unrest, right? And I have to go exercise, and I have to go figure out ways to, to calm down. I have to figure out ways to get my mind back into the present and just get to work on the one simple task, the one step forward that will help me to my goal of helping somebody in some, some way or another. And it's like, man, if, if, if this society didn't work on, on money, didn't work on giving me back money, man, I would kill it. Like, you know, I give so much like I give so much of it. It's just like, it's such a secondary idea to charge for these things. And that was tough, kind of getting into my business. But yeah, like you said, with the with the title of the podcast, let fear bounce an amazing title, I love it is you have to when you have a purpose that is bigger than yourself, that is bigger than your morning cup of coffee, bigger than lunch or whatever you're planning for that day, and it's really something that you're going towards, use your fear as energy.
0: Absolutely, I agree. I agree. You had mentioned. Well, I flipped my paper. I take notes while everybody talks.
1: Yeah, you'll, Kim. You'll have to tell me. I get fired up. I don't even know what I
0: said. <laughs> That's, that's why I take notes, because I'll get all, you know, energized and into the conversation and be like, oh, I just had four questions and they're completely gone now. The impact, you you the words you, you used words impact and fulfillment, and I like putting those two together. That's interesting how you had put those two together. Your impact and the fulfillment of like what your daily mission is, is to just, just to help somebody. And if we didn't need money, we'd all be killing it by golly, you know? wouldn't that be a nice world? <laughs> wouldn't that be a nice world if we didn't have to worry about bills and such? So what, what do you see or where do you see? You do all kinds of stuff, then it is all interwoven together. And I, I see that, you know, and now that we've talked more about it, do you have a plan? Do you have something, another goal in mind or that you envision for yourself, you know, two, three years from now?
1: Yeah, I think if we're talking, let's talk business goals first, I'd like to continue to broaden my reach of the against all average brand. There's so many people in this world that just need a little bit of hope. Mm -hmm. There's so many people in this world that just need positivity spoken to them in their time of need. There's enough negativity, there's enough BS, open your Facebook app and scroll the thing and just Start throw down a check mark for everything positive. You see everything indifferent and everything negative. There is enough nonsense in this world. More people need to get on on the wagon of being around people that are positive. One way that people can get around me to hear me and hear A lot of the different things I'm saying today is the Against All Average podcast. We're also creating a Facebook group called the Against All Average Army, where it's a bunch of you all together hanging out and looking at a Facebook feed and saying, hey, this actually benefits my day and is not a slippery slope of nonsense, right? And so there you could find episodes of the podcast, you could find custom. Q and A's that I have with amazing guests and that type of thing.
0: I like that. It's what it's against all average army. You got it. You're like the quad a,
1: there we go. You know, it's like it's eight to the third power against all average. And then we had to go to the fourth power just to step it up a notch. You know, the <laughs> energy, the energy wasn't high enough. So we've we, we there. Um, I, I'd also like to, and I, I've been dabbling with it and I haven't made a decision. I haven't, said I'm going to do it. Once I say I'm going to do something, it'll happen. You out
0: there. Yeah. You, you, you tossed it in the universe. So
1: the world will make it happen because the world works for me when I throw down some big goals. But uh, I'd also like to talk about my journey, basically becoming against all average and my, ser- my search for getting as far away from the mundane as possible. I wanna wake up each day and do stuff that I wanna do, Kim. Why does everything have to be so complicated? I just wanna wake up and do what I wanna do. I wanna go, like, after this podcast, I wanna go ride my bike with my four-year-old. And guess what? I get to do that. Like, I'm able to have a flexible job right now. I'm teaching online. I can coach from here. I can answer emails here. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was in Palm Springs working from there. Like. I just want to do whatever the hell I want. It's just kind of like, it's like that. I I hate people telling me what to do, number one. And two, I want to do whatever I want obviously you'd probably read that in my up my book that I come out with like it always hasn't always gone the right way <laughs> you know when, when you don't like being told what to do and you want to do whatever you want uh, you know there's some there's gonna be some some conflict there but uh, those are some things that I'm working on I'd like to get into some more schools some more organizations to talk about how becoming an against all average employee or student or person in general, I think people have the, a misconception of, of what I mean when I say being against all average, and it's just those, those small steps. It's those small steps each and every day to, to lead an ethical life where you don't just make your life better, but you are continuing to make your community better, your school, your company, wherever you are maybe, maybe aisle eight at the grocery store. Like I want to make aisle eight at the grocery store on fire. Like I want that to be the most positive aisle ever. Like I I want, I want people to love green beans because they met me in aisle eight. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, it's just this mindset and this, this way of life that I'm not going to dwell on the negative Right. I'm going to, I'm going to separate, not that I don't have negativity, not that I don't have bad days, not that I fail at this each and every day. At some point each day, I want to continue to say, Hey, that was tough. What's the solution? Right. Hey, that was tough. What's the solution? And how do I get back to living my best life where it's not only my best life, but it's everybody's around me. Everybody that I, everybody that I talk to, whether it's the neighbor what, whatever, like I want them to feel at ease and stress-free and motivated and just overall good because I was around. Right. And so that, that's what drives me.
0: And I like how you said step-by-step, step, you know, small steps. And I, I was, I had a long conversation about just that very thing yesterday um, with a lovely lady from Australia. And we were talking about, you know, just, is, it's a step doesn't have to be huge you take a small step so if I'm taking a small step to help someone else take a small step that you know it's the ripple effect it's just it's it, it's gonna It will carry forward your kindness is going to carry forward and why shouldn't we all do it It, you know and like you were talking about the negativity that just surrounds us it does i mean it floats in the air on some days it feels like and that's where i came up with let fear bounce i'm like it's not i'm not letting it land i refuse to let this crap land on me it's gonna bounce because i don't want to live my life with all that negativity and stuff i too want to do what i want to do darn it you know
1: i don't I, I do want to stop telling me what to do. I just yeah, want to do what I want to
0: do. I want to do what I want to do, which is do good for others and leave that little, you know, I want to, I always say, toss those nuggets of goodness. If I, you know, I always picture I got a big old, I got a big old bucket that I'm carrying around my bucket of nuggets, you know,
1: All right. And I just, them out.
0: and just toss them out. You mentioned be. you know, you want to make somebody's life better. That's an aisle eight at the grocery store. And that I that just brought back to me a very specific day. I was in Walmart. I don't I don't know if it was aisle eight, but I was in an aisle at Walmart. Yeah, Walmart always cranks eighties music. I don't know if it does in Oregon, Oregon. I said that right. Um, but our Walmart cranks eighties music, and that's what I grew up to. So I'll find myself singing out loud to it, and doing a little jig as I'm going down the aisle. And I, you know, I'm always I'm in my own little world. I'm in my own little bubble. And then you'll see someone coming at you and they get this big grin on their face and then they start singing it. And I'm like, okay, this is good. You know, (laughs) I've done that several times and it's always turned out to be a really fun, just a lovely interaction. A lovely, you know, even if it's just a, like a 30 second connection with somebody for those 30 seconds, it was a step in the right direction. It gave them something to smile about. Maybe they'll laugh about it later on in the day, you know? Just those little nuggets that you toss out. And sometimes you toss them and you don't even realize it.
1: Yeah, I think that I love what you're saying there. And, you know, I love Dancing Annihilate as well. I don't care if it's 80s music or not. It could be Celine Dion and I could be oh. on the Titanic. Oh, oh yeah. I could, <laughs> oh, I could be reaching yeah. out or whatever, whatever that I haven't watched that movie in a while. Why did I even say that? How awkward. All right, next. Um, no, what I was what I was thinking is and something that I've tried to tell myself over and over is I choose how I show up. Did I get eight hours of sleep? No. Do I feel awesome right now? No. Can you tell? No, because I choose how I show up each and every day. And I think too often, one, we we wake up in the morning and we we make a decision that like, oh, I don't feel good. Like I, I this I that I then, like you start having a little bit of a pity party. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that, you start picking and choosing where you put your energy. And this is something that's one of the against all average uh, mantras is we don't pick and choose where we put our energy. And this is something that again, I fail at every single day at some point in my, my day and that is fine. But I want to put amazing energy towards my family. I want to put amazing energy towards my kids. I want to be putting energy towards the kids that I teach. I want to be putting amazing energy into my conversations. And I think when we when we decide, we start to separate and we make a decision to show up. And we understand it is our own fault if we don't show up. And there's exceptions. There's exceptions, you might be ill, you might be puking your guts out from the flu or something, there's exceptions. But on a daily basis, how do you show up? And then do you only put energy into the things that that you want to? Do you forget about the things that are hard and you don't put energy into relaxing and reading a book? Because that's too hard. It's too hard to relax at night. I just want to watch my my Facebook feed. Tell me who to vote for. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, it's one of those, it's one of those things. Like when, when we make a decision to, to wake up and show up, we can do all this cool stuff and we can make the world better because you're in it. But on top of that, you don't get to just do whatever the hell you want. Like Kyle's saying, you've got to put your energy into everything that you're doing. Wake up, go hard, go to bed, repeat. Um, And too many people will put the the energy into their job, but they forget about their significant other or their, or their family, or they don't even dream about life with their family. And I've been guilty of it as well It's like, sometimes my dreams are so self-centered and I want to do this to help others while you're neglecting other parts. So Show up, wake up, tell yourself you're not tired, and you feel freaking great.
0: And I like how you said it, simply at the beginning of that it's it's a choice. You wake up feeling like crap. Well, you can choose to continue to feel like that, or you can say, "I'm going to have a flipping awesome day." And then you got to show up, and then you got to you know make it an awesome day. Don't always look for the negative, you know. And I that's it. Actually, it saddens me. And i know i know quite a few people that they only see the negative first to me that's just such a energy vampire you know it's like what? What? yeah did it just sucks the life out of you and it also sucks the life out of those around you it's a choice that you know you're choosing to be that way i choose not to be that way do i have crappy days yeah and that's when i stay away from humans because i don't want to suck their energy you know I don't want to take anything from them or throw my negativity on them. Do we have bad days? Of course we do. And just like you were saying, you know, Hey, you might wake up and you, you know, you're like, uh, I don't feel like doing this day, but then you choose, no, I'm taking this day on, you know, it's a mindset is every day like that. No, but you know, for me, when I have those poopy days and I wake up and thinking, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be fit for other humans today. Um, I stay away from humans and I take a lot of walks with my dog. So, you know, if you have those days, make sure that you balance them. Like you were saying, read a book. To, you gotta put all you gotta put energy into relaxing as well. I walk my dog a lot. I read, I crochet, I do crafts, I I write all the time, you know, so I, I have made it an absolute priority that each day I have to have that time so I can decompress. Because if you don't then you can't continue the next day on your mission of tossing those nuggets out there, you know when the opportunity arises. So,
1: because because the, the bucket's always full, Kim, you're you're always ready to throw nuggets. So you got to be right. on point. You got to eat your wheaties in the morning and get I ready know. and and jacked up. And you <laughs> know, you you got a headache. You're tired. That bucket doesn't care. It needs to get no, empty. That's
0: right. That's right. I got nuggets to chuck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chucking nuggets today, folks, all over Pennsylvania.
0: Chucking nuggets from my nugget bucket.
1: (laughs) There we go.
0: That's a fun little mental picture. I love it.
1: You can tell you're you're an author with all those sweet rhymes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm quite the poet,
1: aren't I? Poet and flow it. All right.
0: All right. As we wrap this up, Kyle, Leave our listeners with one little nugget, toss us your own nugget of goodness, um, what you want them to think about or chew on or put into practice as they go about their day.
1: Kim, I started the Against All Average podcast in June of 2020 in the midst of COVID. I'd been a classroom teacher. We had been told we can't come back for two weeks and that has turned into I haven't been back in my classroom. Some of the students are going back right now, but it's just been an extremely tough year. And I started that podcast to just help those that are needing some positivity and needing some thought. And some two concepts that I wanna leave your listeners with is how to continue to, to fight against a world that we haven't had to face. We've had things pretty freaking easy, pretty peachy. I mean, some folks have it uh, rougher than others due to life circumstances or job loss or this and that. And I th- I'm very thankful that uh, my family's taken care of and I've continued to, to have the jobs that I have. But one thing that I do while I have a job is I always sharpen my knife. I always sharpen my knife. I've spent 80-something hours on the microphone since May, getting ready for the launch of Against All Average. Go listen to to episode two, and you'll realize that I've sharpened my knife. I put myself out there. I was nervous. My hands were sweaty. I still get red. I have two episodes this afternoon, and damn it, I'm going to get red again, and I'm going to love it. I'm going to, my palms are going to sweat again and I'm going to love it. I'm, I'm standing in flip-flops right now. My feet are sweating and I freaking love it. Why? Because I'm sharpening my freaking knife. I am, I have made a decision. I am getting better. And if my job goes away, I want my family to be taken care of. And I still want to be able to make the world a better place while still being able to eat brown rice. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's a huge one is to sharpen your knife. And the last thought that I'll leave your listeners on this amazing episode of the Let Fear Bounce podcast is that action outplays thought. Action always outplays thought. Small, consistent action builds momentum. By taking action, we can take our minds out of a consistent loop of the anxiety, of the worry, of the fear. Get off your duff and start moving towards whatever you want to move. And it doesn't have to be a huge goal. Your goal to could be to walk around the neighborhood. And I'm going to give you the same high five I give anybody else on aisle eight in the grocery store, because damn it, you did what you told yourself you were going to do. And you didn't think about walking. You walked in action, always outplays thought
0: one step at a time you can make progress no matter what one step at a time don't let fear stop you from stepping out even in those baby steps they all that's huge if the only thing that you can do is a baby step today that is huge and go you because you're freaking awesome (laughs) that's That's how I look at it, you know. All right, thank you so much for being on. Let fear bounce. This was. It's always a fun conversation with you. I enjoy it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I try. I try.
0: Your energy. Our energy levels match each other, and I have to sit here because I'm sitting in a chair. When I actually, you know, I want to be like moving around, and I I talk a lot with my hands and such, but then I don't want to be distracting, so I literally have to sit on my hands. So I'm not waving them around when I'm talking.
1: <laughs> do, it, do it like I always teach my students. Like when you're talking, we can deliver here, but don't get outside the box. <laughs> that's that's the Kim way. Sometimes I, I Sometimes, get you. sometimes. This, this is mine. I'm always touching my microphone. Oh, are you? That's my nervous twitch.
0: Okay, well, and I, and this is audio only. But folks, if you could have saw that, it's kind of disturbing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it almost looked like I was playing the guitar. Over here, but uh, yeah, it is disturbing. It Sorry about like that. could be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Thanks again, Cal, for being with me on Let Fear Bounce.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Kim. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Take care. Have a great day.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Thank you so much,
0: folks, for a bit of your time with me and my special guest today. I appreciate each and every one of you. As a reminder, if you are looking for a way to get your own story out into the world through writing, please reach out to me. As an author, freelance writer, and collaborative book coordinator, I help folks just like you to get your stories into the world, one word and one story at a time. Let's change the world together, folks. Reach out to me at linglingauthor@gmail.com.